0: Welcome to Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast. I'm Chuck Slatkin and I'm here with my co host, Steve Gould. Hey,
1: Steve. Hi. Hi, Chuck. It's good uh, he- hearing you. And uh, I guess. Uh... We'll be seeing you, too, now, right? Yes. uh, On
0: YouTube.
1: Yes, there is a
0: Belgian Movie Watchers uh, YouTube channel where you'll be able to go and see some things. Right now, if you haven't seen it, you can go and see our our
1: special tribute to uh, Andrew Makowski. Our Cinema City maven. That's it. So, so Chuck, I think it would help people... um, that are wondering what the hell's going on, uh, Elgin and, and movie watches. H- how about, you know, can you, uh, can you give our listeners and, and or viewers uh, like a, a frame of reference how, how, how we got into this? <laughs> okay, well, uh,
0: just to start at the beginning, the Elgin Theater, Elgin Cinema was located at 8th Avenue and 19th Street in New York City which is now the Joyce. And as part of that repertory, underground, experimental, whatever all it was, of theater, we had a program, printed program, where people could get and see the films for the month or for the whole summer or whatever it was. And then after a while, we evolved it into having some things written about the movies, articles and whatever and because of the old Elgin Marbles, we referred to it as the Elgin Marble, actually, when it first came out. And then after a while, as we got more and more people to uh, write for it, people reading it, we got a uh, mailing permit, we're sending it out in the mail. It was much more than just the Elgin right. program. It was, a,
1: it, was, it was a publication. Yeah,
0: Marble Film News and Comment. So we had, uh, you know, information about what was playing at theaters. Yes, but also articles written about film from numerous uh, contributors. So that,
1: and we we also did, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, occasionally we uh, had uh, uh, publishing companies that sent us books, and we would do book reviews about cinema books. That's right.
0: that 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 that, that is the case. So it was, you know, it was of the Elgin from the Elgin but it became its own independent publication, Marble Film News and Comet. And as that was continuing and the Elgin was continuing, we, uh, you know, began to see what was happening uh, in uh, cable television and uh, eventually thinking either maybe there would be some future there for us, or at least it was an avenue to have more expression about the uh, Elgin related stuff and, and, and films. We, we got into the idea of maybe, well, we would do something on uh, public access TV. And when cable television started in, uh, in New York City or more correctly in Manhattan, uh, to get the franchises, the companies had to promote, provide, to a certain extent, fund public access TV, where people could come and do pr- original programming on on public access. Uh, on first there were a, come, com, first come, a couple first. A couple of surf- channels.
1: A couple of channels for public access people, right? Right. Well, yeah, it was it
0: was channels C and D originally
1: right, right.
0: and uh, at, at that time so as we began to explore it and as Steve reminded me a, a woman who is actually a, a friend of mine or someone uh, I got to know through working in publicity uh, Jean Herman she was filling in as the guest host on her friends uh, cable TV show public access show uh, uh, Suki Leeds, and her show was about animals and other living animals. things. Right. And if I recall correctly, I know when I, when I was on as a guest with Gene with, with Herman, and uh, on one of the appearances, Andrew Makowski appeared with me, and we both talked about the upcoming uh, movie watch uh, show that we were going to do. And that was the idea that we came up with. Not to call it the Elgin, but to have it as its own entity. And we decided right. that the Movie Watch would be a weekly uh, video magazine having to do with film, movies, the business, whatever it was. Every Everything film. And that was the, the original idea. And when we first started doing it, we did it at the uh, uh, studio on uh, uh, 23rd Street that was run by... Steve's good friend Jim claddick and uh, it was kind of like a a, a typical uh, black and public, white uh, public access. Stuff. We were able to get our, our our feet wet, so to speak, with the movie watch program, and then we started doing it on a, a regular basis, a half hour uh, once a week, and there'd be repeats if it run. And we had some of the elements of what we originally thought the you know, movie, watch or movie watch program could be, which included you know, instant review. Steve, uh, I don't remember who came up with that idea, but. Uh,
1: well, I think what we were hoping was that we would be able to uh, use the immediacy of uh, video, unlike uh, print to uh, really give people insight immediately into what was happening and we kicked around that idea of instant review because it was an opening day of a movie and we could have someone interview people waiting online because you'd say what the hell are they waiting on lines for but we we, we, we asked them not that way but we asked them about you know the expectations and things and then, As a follow up, we talked to people coming out to see if, you know, like expectations uh, were were lived up to. So I I think that's a a very integral thing that we were doing there because of the immediacy of video.
0: Right. So we'd have our crew there with an interviewer, but basically we'd try and get a sense of, and sometimes even ask, what drew people to see that film. It has right. something to do with the advertising the you no know, director or whatever and then when people came out as soon as they walked out there was our reporter asking what they thought of the movie and that was the real instant review people coming out of the film and just letting us know you know what they, what they thought of a particular film
1: okay why did you
0: choose
2: this film in particular
0: why did we choose this film you tell um my cousin went to see it and she said she enjoyed it very much. It was very entertaining.
2: Hi there.
0: Hi, you people just seen New York, New York. Yes, Yes. you like it. I loved it. And that became, quickly became a regular part of the, of the movie watch uh, program. And uh, then we also had, you know, more traditional reviews where we have someone doing a complete you know, a review of, of, of a film they'd seen in, in
1: studio In studio. In,
0: in, in studio.
1: Yeah. But I think we have to also let people know because somebody uh, listening or watching this would say, what the hell is the big deal? Well, this is being done in 1976. So it wasn't that people were going out with either their uh, iPhones or even small camera uh, at the end of a Broadway show, and taking clicks on people talking about it, and then turning it into, you know, a sixty-second spot. Nothing like that was ever done. We were really in the vanguard of the whole instant review concept. Right, and there were there were no there were no um, uh,
0: shows <laughs> like uh, you know uh, Entertainment Tonight or any of these. Fil- entertainment shows that came on and basically maybe p- as part of the local news there might have been a, a short movie review that people did but even for people seeing uh, any discussions of film because we would cover events we would go and send our crew to uh, events having to do with an opening of film uh, right. parties and whatever and and bringing that to people on on, on, a, on a regular basis so we had yeah. the uh, uh the instant review. We had traditional uh, film reviews. We had people uh, covering uh, events having to do with film. And of course we had Andrew's, uh, Mikowski Cinema City Uh, segment where Andrew would talk about his recommendations for films that were showing uh, in the New York area for the upcoming week and putting his old old spin on as well. And then eventually As we expanded the show from the half hour into the hour and got into a better facility, which was the Automation House facility on the Upper East Side that had a, a state of the art, uh, uh, oh, incredible, uh, uh s- studio where we could F- really, full
1: color, everything was great. You know, it's
0: like you know, three camera shoot, and uh, really, uh, Top-notch stuff that we really felt even more comfortable getting um guests to come on the show that we would interview. So we would have crews that would go out if we had to to cover events, do interviews with people that you know couldn't come to the studio. Our only opportunity was to get them when they were doing promo for a film or something at so a I hotel don't... that they were at right. or something like that. So right. Under those circumstances, that's how I. Uh, Interviewed uh, Richard Pryor, and, and a number of people like that. And then Nancy would, uh, Nancy Keller would go out and uh, cover events, do interviews with people, uh, Deborah Gordon, and uh, so that became a, a part of uh, the movie watch show. So in a movie watch hour show, we would have all of these elements there.
1: But but I also think that we should point out to people who are now used to hearing about a, uh, a movie or something like that, and they get a 90 second blip about it. What we were able to do, whether it was you, uh, uh, as you say, w- when you were uh, interviewing prior, or uh, whether it was in studio when we were interviewing uh, Robert Altman, or when Nancy was, uh, Interviewing uh, Ray Sharkey and things like that; these were really in-depth interviews. It wasn't like you know we knocked something off in two or three minutes. People were able to get an incredible sense of what was going on in, in that individual's life with that film, uh, with his his or her history, and that was something that I think was very powerful with Movie Watch as well.
0: And that's also part of what the appeal was for people who were uh, like uh, uh, doing publicity, promoting people coming into town or whatever, because, well, you know, maybe they'd score something big and get a three-minute segment on The Tonight Show, but most likely they weren't. They do some newspaper interviews. But here was Movie Watch, a venue that they could send the director, the actor, the writer to this venue and actually count on the fact of getting a um, uh, a serious discussion of their work, not limited to just you know two or three minutes as Steve was right. saying, but actually you know getting in depth and also something that was going to be on quickly. It was going to be on that next next week and be shown. So here was something that they could point to and say, you know, look, he, you're getting this exposure, yeah, and, and and it's immediate and it's right there. You know, right. thanks to the good right. work of. You know John Abel and people who you know who lined up those guests. It was something that, in a sense, it was like, how the hell did we get to that place so quickly, where we were yeah. part of the New York City scene and and doing these uh, you know a uh, uh, pheno- phenomenal uh, interviews and, and and coverage of events. <coughs> you know, not everything that we tried was successful, but you know some of them really. Uh, uh, you know gave us more than than we were, uh, counting on uh, well,
1: on getting well, also, it. also, Chuck, we uh, w- one of the other first that I would uh, I would say because uh, certainly uh, I think uh, uh, New, New York uh, uh, press agents weren't necessarily thinking of uh, of a film crew like us showing up, but uh, when Sidney Lumet did the whiz, uh, there was no other film crew there. We were the first that really ever covered a, a press conference that was doing all of the BS about an upcoming film and things. And I think they uh, they were, if I remember correctly, pretty surprised that they were getting video coverage. Is that- Well, really yeah, but,
0: but, but I mean, yeah, but we, we, we would usually have to let them know that we were coming, but- that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're 100% correct our crew w- w- was the only crew and then have com- commented on an early episode about what the opening of the, the whiz and the uh, party at uh, studio 54 oh yeah, uh, we, oh, was, yeah. Oh. Uh, we would have been cleared to cover it and then when steve rubel somehow saw the light in the camera and and, and, and he stopped us from doing that uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, we still got whatever interviews we could. And, and, and luckily, you know, over the past period of time, we've been able to, you know, save a lot of this stuff and digitize it before it all, you know, yeah. uh, uh, wasted away. But uh, it, it, it was amazing because we started doing this in 76 and we did it into the beginning of, uh, you know, uh, 78. 78. And, and yeah. you while know, well, we may have taken some time off or whatever, we were, we were cranking out these things uh, uh, pretty regularly.
2: Yeah,
0: a one-hour weekly show. And gave uh, opportunity to a lot of people to uh, uh, have what was important to them covered on, on Movie Watch. And uh, in a sense, looking back, it's almost, you know, it's like sad that it didn't continue, but I'm very happy that we've managed to, to, to be able to you know, salvage what we've been able to salvage and get uh, some of this stuff up uh on elgin movie watches uh podcasts and youtube so yeah. that people will be able to see some elements and maybe who knows down the road we'll put this all together into something uh uh that people will be able to see see uh, in a movie theater. in context <laughs> yeah that would be uh really good but wouldn't, it, that, it, wouldn't that be amazing and uh, yeah, so it, it it's it's extraordinary. Uh, so the so when we moved to uh, a, a movie watch move move movie watch to the automation house, the very first show we did there, that's the one where we had Professor Irwin Corey as as the guest, and uh, that that was a lot of fun. He wasn't the the only uh, uh, comedic person that we had over the years, but the, it was interesting. Uh, well,
1: it was nice too because you know he's a formal guy he's always dressed in a tuxedo
0: <laughs> and so, sneakers
1: and sneakers yeah. so i mean and uh, unfortunately you know uh we would uh, have been able to have him uh, live on the podcast but uh he decided uh, to check out at the age of what 102 uh yeah yeah uh last year
0: so yeah, yeah. so it was uh just extraordinary! Some of the people people that we we, we had on the show and and how the, the, they responded to it, and hopefully, you know, people will be able to see you know uh, parts or elements you know of that as 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 we did what we did on on, on a uh, weekly basis. Uh, I remember uh, now. I'm going to remember. Forget the name of the movie. <laughs> it was the um, uh, uh, cut. <laughs> What, what are I went we talking to, about it was the movie that came out uh, around the same time of star wars but it was that uh, another oh, fantasy cl- cl- big close close encounter that's it thank you
1: close encounters of the turd, of the third kind close encounters
0: of the third kind Go, going to cover that opening
2: yeah yeah
0: doing all the interviews and at, and if i recall i haven't seen this yet on on, on tape but they gave me a swag bag of all the gifts they were giving out to everybody. They were trying to win over to the film, and I brought the, the, the bag on camera and went through what they gave me <laughs> uh, on
1: movie watch. So that was yeah, yeah.
0: that was uh, interesting. But uh,
1: well, you know, I think we should also uh, mention because it'll be like the uh, you talked about Irwin in the initial uh, uh, show. But also, even though we were not in a sense doing regular weekly shows by uh, mid mid 78, the contacts that we had made within the industry uh, still lingered. And I remember them contacting uh, you, us, uh, and uh, somebody who is normally reticent about doing interviews, is the late Bernardo Bertolucci, and the last thing that actually was a movie watch last century presents thing was uh, your lengthy interview with Bernardo Bertolucci about his film 1900. Yes. So that that that's an incredible breadth to go through in a short time, Irwin Cody. Right.
0: To Irwin Bertolucci. Coy, so Bertolucci. Yes. We came up with some strange double bills at the Elgin. That <laughs> yes, was, yeah, that was right one out. of them. So, so, anyway, I just think that, uh, you know, give people a sense of, you know, what will be coming up on, on some future uh, Elgin Movie Watcher podcast and what we'll have for them on, you, on, on, YouTube, on YouTube. And we're going to try and do some more uh, special presentations like we did for Andrew with some of the other people uh, we were involved with. The, with, with the, at the elgin movie watch and uh and uh, marvel film news and uh
1: wasn't there something deborah did uh she did a remote i'm saying this it's 9 nine twelve now and yesterday was nine eleven, the 20th anniversary but uh <clears throat> they did a remake of king kong which was a dino de laurentis uh and it took place at uh the world trade center and we did a remote with uh, Chuck's co-host Deborah Gordon at the World Trade Center. So uh, we were always trying to stay on top of what what was going on and being very, uh, very current. Yeah, we did something on that. And, uh, and somebody who is one of my all-time favorites, people would say, boy, you had a hole." most of people Uh, and I can remember uh, a really great interview uh, with none other than himself, Malachi McCord. (laughs) So uh, there's a a lot of uh, terrific people. And uh, I think uh, you got some of the best, um, uh, I wouldn't say dialogue, but the best interview that uh, I think Frank Rich ever gave when you two were talking, uh, who was at that time uh, a uh, movie critic for uh, the New York Times. Right. I mean, we were very professional when we approached things. We did have uh, somebody who was uh, in the business, a makeup artist who took care of all of the makeup for on camera people. We had somebody who would work on, not full costumes, but on on dress for people and things like that. So we were a full service uh, oh, yeah. production company,
0: and we had good lighting people and sound people yep. and direction yeah. and the uh, yep. three camera shoot, yeah, fourth camera for titles. I mean, it was it was something. So anyway, yeah. I think we have more or less uh, covered,
1: covered the waterfront
0: for this <laughs> one, at least for for, for, for uh, yeah, Elton movie watchers, podcast, YouTube number 1a on on a little (laughs) bit of the history of movie watch yeah how it happened how it involved and the why after all these years was saying hey let's keep this sucker alive and see some of the value we got out of it
1: we should have people follow us on twitter at elgin movie instagram at elgin movie watchers facebook at elgin movie watchers podcast and we would love to hear from you uh, because that will really help us in getting any uh, future uh programs set up. So contact us at elginmoviewatchers at gmail.com and certainly you can go to YouTube and we have uh, we have a site there, Elgin Movie Watchers.
0: And we should have a uh... A new podcast about every week and hopefully uh, on YouTube as well. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. And And keep uh, those
1: postcards coming.
0: And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Elgin Movie Watchers podcast.
1: Take care, Chuck.
0: Take care, Steve.
2: i mm-hmm.